630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Edmonton's getting ready to host the World Juniors. Are we ready for some football? Yeah, well, it's a different kind of version. It's a World yep. Junior Football Championship coming back to Edmonton six years later, as I understand it anyway. So uh, what's the deal? How big of a deal is it? And why so long before coming back and getting back in gear again? Tim Enger is the co-chair of the Edmonton 2024 IFAF. Is that IFAF? Oh, we'll find out. World Junior Football <laughs> Championships. Tim, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yes, it is IFAF. It's IFAF. the International Federation of American Football. So I oh, okay. have to put that uh, that American part in there because there's, there's a lot of nations out there playing. Uh, they'll call it gridiron, they'll call it whatever, but it's it's American football. So it's basically NFL rules. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Four downs. Uh, why are we the are we the defending champions? Yeah, Canada does quite well at this particular event. Um, you know, the, the Americans. Were, I was talking to uh, Football USA the other day, and you know they they, they have over two million uh, people that play the, the sport of football in in the United States under the age of twenty. Uh, but they can only put so many guys on the field, yeah. and even though we have much much less, we put our guys on the field uh, the same number they do, and uh, so hmm. the eleven guys against their eleven guys has always done quite well. The, the Americans did win the first one. Uh, they did win the third one, but the other three have been won by Canada. Oh. And this is a worldwide competition, too. And I, 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 I have never seen... Do they play American football outside of North America? They do. I, I was, you know, like everybody else, uh, When the more we read into this, there's actually 75 nations out there that are uh, members of IFAF, and uh, including in, on every continent. And so every continent runs more or less a, a championship for uh, what they do at the, uh, the, the U19 level the year before in 2023 and then their champions come forward to the to this particular event so we've got uh, Austria will be the European champions coming in we've got Japan as the Asian champions Australia and is the Oceanic champions Panama Central America and uh, Brazil of all things as uh, as South America and so you know it, it doesn't register with a lot of people mm-hmm. that they think that uh, that uh, that, uh, that f- uh, football gets played in these places but it does uh, and one of the first things that leaps to my mind is comparing this in a way to the international a competitive level of women's hockey because it was always Canada and the U.S. and you pretty much knew that no one else was going to have a chance. So how are these other countries stacking up against Canada and the U.S. in American football? Well, believe it or not, there are actually more universities in Japan that play football than play in the United States. Hmm. Uh, now it's 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 not you know it's not Alabama. It's, you know, <laughs> there's not eighty thousand people going to these games, but there's a lot of people that play football in Japan. Hmm. Japan's a very strong football power. Um, you know, the ones uh, I'm interested in are the, the European champions in, in Austria, because Austria puts a lot of effort into their into their football. And um, cool. the uh, the Brazilians are the ones that are really going to be curious for me, because they've they've really upped their game down there to the, to the point where they actually have got uh, an NFL game scheduled for Brazil next year um, to, to come down there in mid-season. So, so it's a bit of a mystery wrapped in a riddle, but let's see what they do. <laughs> why, are there, why are there two Canadian teams? Well, uh, football is a funny sport. I mean, we can't play games one day and then play the next. You need to have a certain period of time between games. So you e- need an even number in the tournament. You can't have uh, buys and teams sitting around. The best we can do is play games every four days. And so if we had an odd number, we'd have to extend this tournament for weeks. Uh, so we've got basically uh, a 10-day window to 
play these particular games. And so with uh, seven nations um, qualifying, we well, we, we got to even it up. So it's it's easy for us as the host to put a second team in there. Canada-Canada final would be a dream come true, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it means, well, the way the draw is set, the only way the two Canadian teams could meet would be in the semifinals. So, okay. um, so we'd, uh, and I know that uh, um, the, the, the Japanese in particular are very excited about the prospect of getting uh, the Americans in the semifinals, if that works out for them, because they that, that's all they talked about is, you know, like even though they've never beaten Canada in, internationally, they, they just want to play the Americans. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, but I know whatever whatever team we put out there for Canada will be doing just fine. Uh, so the last time this would have been held, was it here? No, last time it was held in uh, Mexico City. In Mexico uh, City, yeah. Canada was the uh, was the champion in that, and um, uh, that was uh, th- th- actually they set the bar pretty good for in terms of uh, the excitement to, around the, around the tournament. And there was thirty three thousand people in the stands in uh, in Olympic Stadium in Mexico City that watched the finals. So wow. we're hoping to best them in that. I talked to you a bit about this yesterday. Uh, to me, I'm kind of excited to see uh, four down football with NFL size fields at Commonwealth and Clark, but I imagine there's some work that has to be done to get them there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not as bad as people might think because again, the fields at both Clark and Commonwealth are white fields, uh, or sorry, green fields in terms of that you have to paint the field on there. So whether you're painting on Canadian lines, soccer lines, or, or whatever, it's uh, the, the crew at, at Commonwealth is very well adept at getting lines on and off. We have to do that with the high school season when FC Edmonton was in town. Okay. Uh, lines come on, lines go off. Uh, really, the only thing that has to happen is that the, one of the goalposts has to be moved back 10 yards, and then, and then the field can be painted on accordingly. So we've had great meetings with the people at Commonwealth. They've been awesome in terms of their adaptability to it. It will be a, a smaller uh, footprint, but it can be done. Yeah, I, They're good at changing things over because I think a couple of years ago we saw them go from monster truck to the Pope in the span of about four days, <laughs> right? And got that shaped up. So. Yeah, they're, well, they're still taking down the Meccano set from that, uh, that, that, that ski jumping thing, but oh, uh, but it's it's great to use the stadium in that, in that regard. And, and and one thing I will note is that the, the, the Edmonton Elks have been great in this in terms of their, uh, their support for this. I mean, you know, football's football. Uh, we hope in some some small way this kind of helps reignite the passion for uh, for for the game in the city and, and helps them out accordingly but they had to make some adaptations to their stuff I mean uh, they're gonna have to practice during the week uh, with an American field on there I mean it's it's not impossible for them to do that uh, they've got two away games and a bye around that period of time and the CFL was great in terms of accommodating that as well so um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the, the, the Como Stadium staff start digging holes here pretty quick. <laughs> and you must be excited because, as, as Daryl mentioned, the last game was played in 2018, I'm assuming because of COVID? Yeah, the, 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 they were playing these events every two years. Um, and they went to some pretty interesting places. They went to Kuwait City. They went to mm-hmm. Harbin, China. And then they say the last one was in uh, 2018. The 2020 event was supposed to be in Orlando, but we all know what happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was always the plan after that to extend it to a four-year gap. So we were awarded this event in 2018 and have been working on it kind of bits and pieces uh, since that period of time. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's moving around, and it hasn't been. It's been a long time since it's been hosted. It's going to be running over over ten days. How, who's going to show up to this? Uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around who is. Uh, you, you may have a local kid on the team. You may not. Uh, who's Who's going to be invested? 
Well, you know, I think one of the things when we got when Canada got awarded the uh, the right to host in in 2018, I, I was at the meeting of Football Canada and immediately put up my hand and said, "There's no other place we need to host this other than Edmonton." Edmonton has a long history going back to Commonwealth Games that uh, we support international events and we 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 support Team Canada as regardless of the sport that it comes out in better than any other city in this nation. And so it was the natural plus the cooperation we get from the province, the city, um, the, the the local football team you name it. Um, this is a no-brainer. So we're hoping that the same passion that strikes Edmontonians that gets them out to uh, watch Team Canada in soccer in the dead of winter, you know, 50,000 people went to watch that game. In 2001, we ha- hosted the World uh, Track and Field Championships here for 10 straight days and uh, there were 60,000 people watching international uh, events. So that's kind of the, the what we're trying to tap into and also the, the concept of the cultural aspect of things. We want to bring in uh, the cultural groups that represent the nations that are coming and get them excited excited about the prospect of things and almost kind of run like a mini Grey Cup during the week. Uh, is, are tickets already on sale? Do you get an idea as to where things are going? How do the, how does this all work? How do you get revenue out of this? How do you pay for all the stuff? Well, we've got a good thing going with Ticketmaster, and okay. we'll have all the tickets available online starting at 10 a.m. this morning. Ah, and well, we've got a, different levels of, of play. If you want to just pay for a single game, that's uh, 19.95, so pretty reasonable for you to go to watch one game. If you're just interested in Canada, we've got the Canada Pack, which goes for uh, 49.95. Um, so that'll get you into all three uh, Team Canada One games, um, uh, no matter where they, they they wind up playing, and they'll always be playing at Commonwealth. Um, and then we finally got, if you're real junkie for football, we've got the uh, the tournament pass, which is ninety nine dollars ninety five cents, and that'll get you into any game you want. Just walk uh, back and forth across the parking lot. Yeah, right? well, <laughs> you won't be able to see every last minute because the games are staggered. But uh, if you want to spend a day watching football and you're interested in that, we've got that option for people as well. Awesome! Thanks for coming in. And of course, this is taking place. June 20th to the 30th. June 20th to 30th. The first game day will be on Sunday, uh, or sorry, Saturday, uh, June 22nd. Semifinals will be on Wednesday, June 26th. And then we'll wrap things up the day before Canada Day on Sunday, uh, June 30th. Excellent. Outstanding. This is Tim Unger. He is co-chair here in Edmonton of the 2024 IFAF World Junior Championships. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Good Good luck. Have fun. Appreciate it.